0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه أما بعض فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتفاتها وكل محتفة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار we come now insha'Allah to one of the more serious and dangerous aspects of the book of Al-Imam Al-Humaydi as it relates to us living today in the year 2020 and that is what he said رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ تعالى عَلَيْهِ وَأَنْ لَا نَقُولَ كما قالت الخوارج من أصاب كبيرة وَلَا تَكْفِيرَ بِشَيْءٍ al الظُّنُوبَ Al-Imam Al-Humaydi said that the people of the Sunnah, they do not say, we do not say and claim and believe the same things that are said and they are believed in by the group that is known as the Khawarij. And from what they said, from the many, many statements that are Shani'ah, and batila and valima and extremely problematic is that they said any Muslim that falls into a kabira from the kadair into a major sin as a result of falling into that major sin that Muslim automatically becomes a non-Muslim and he is excommunicated out of the fold of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we seek refuge in Allah from oppression and Gulu. He went on to say, Rahmatullahi Alehi, that there is no takfir as it relates to the sins, we don't make takfir of people just because of the sins that they do. And in explaining this, inshaAllah, we don't make takfir of people as it relates to the sins. The meaning of that is that if a Muslim were to fall into one of the major sins, like committing zina drinking khamar murdering someone homosexuality like the individual who does something that is a major sin you don't become a non-muslim as a result of merely falling into a major sin you become a non-muslim if you say that the major sin is halal and you make istihlal istihlal is for a person to say khamar Intoxicants are permissible. They're halal. A person says that Riba taking usury is halal. If a person says that the sin is halal, then he's making istihlal. He's making halal what Allah made haram. And that's something that is impermissible. Am yadim Do they legislate? the religion that which Allah hasn't given them any right to do so and it's very important that we understand if an individual continuously did a sin and he didn't believe that that sin was halal he knew and he believed that sin was haram we don't say that this is istihlal we don't claim that as a result of doing it repetitively it's a sign and it's a delil and a proof that he believes is halal. So, if a person constantly takes riba, or constantly he gets high, or constantly is doing disobedience to his parents, He constantly lies. She never wears hijab. For years, she didn't wear hijab. Constantly cutting the beard off. All of these are major sins in the religion of Islam. The fact that someone does it over and over and over again, doesn't mean that they're saying that it is halal. That's not what they're saying. Istihlal is connected to what you believe. Al-i'tiqad. That the person believes it is halal. As for making the same sin repeatedly, and this is something that is dislike and something we should avoid, but the Prophet himself told us in an authentic hadith, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Mammon Abdin Mumin, Ila Walahu Dumbun, whoa Yaka fihi, al hin al fay at Abad al fayah. Audumbun whoa mukimun alayhi, la you farriku, hatta you farriku dunya. He said, There's not any slave who's a believer. Every Muslim man, every Muslim woman, they have a sin that they do from time to time. And some of them have the sin that they continuously do it and they will never leave it until they leave this dunya. So a person is addicted to smoking cigarettes, addicted to cannabis, addicted to some of those other hard drugs. They actually have a niya to stop getting high. But the addiction is a big jihad for them. We don't say to them, you are making this thing halal and this is why you keep doing it. No, Imam Al-Humaydi Rahimahullah Ta'ala said, وَلَا تَكْفِيرُ of the الظُّنُوبَ People of the Sunnah do not make takfir and excommunicate other Muslims because they are falling into the major sins. And this is something that the deviant group known as the Khawarij, they used to do it and they continue to do it. As it relates to what Imam Al-Humaydi mentioned when he called them the khawarij, that's the plural of the singular word kharija. One person is a kharija and a group of them are known as the khawarij. And the khawarij are one of the four or five major deviant groups in Al-Islam that all of the other groups come from. They call it the four or five usul of al bida you have the murji'ah you have the qadariyah you have the Nawasib, you have the Khawarij. Some people count from that, the Mu'tazila, and others count from that, other than that. Al-Muhim, the Khawarij is one of these main groups from the four or five groups in Al-Islam that many offshoots come from. And not only are they one of the main ones, but they're one of the most dangerous ones. Their existence, their da'wah, how they are, they are a threat to al-Islam and the Muslims. They are a threat to life, limb, and property. And that's because of the things that they do, and we'll come to that inshallah As it relates to the khawarij, as I mentioned, they're very dangerous because they make the blood of the Muslims halal, especially if you disagree with them. And they also make it permissible to fall into people's erd, into people's honor, They take the money of the people. And there's something known as the Dururiyaat khamsa The five necessities that Al-Islam came to protect. Islam came to protect the blood and the lives of the Muslims. The khawarij, they compromise that and they'll kill you and take the sword out on you as an individual, on a whole village, on a whole dola. That's how they are. They'll even do that in Mecca, in Mecca, as what happened in the 70s, 1979, with a man called Juhiman, those people were from the Khawarij, and they killed the Muslims at the Kaaba, and it happened also in the past, so the Khawarij, they compromised that, they also compromised the monies, they take the money forcefully, forcefully from the Muslims, and they take their zakat, and they spend it on themselves and they spend it how they please. And also Islam came to protect your honor. You, you, you just can't talk bad about people and say you are Catholic. You are an innovator. You are fasiq, You are an adulterous adulterer and You Just can't say that about people. You are Jew. You Jew. You can't just say that about Muslims. He's a thief. He's a liar. You just can't say that. And that's why we have the ayah If an evil person comes to you with some news Whatever the news is But especially if it's news about another Muslim His honor Then you have to ascertain and search Is that news true? Because you can't compromise people's This is an important issue Prophet Muhammad when he performed the last Pilgrimage, the farewell pilgrimage, he said to the Muslims, Your blood and your wealth and your honor are haram upon you, the same way that Mecca is haram upon you, the same way that the great days of making Hajj are sacred and they are haram upon you. Your blood, your honor, your money is sacred in the same way. Wallahi. And even in our religion, our blood is more sacred to Allah Israel, than the Kaaba. As the Prophet was looking at the Kaaba and he said to the Kaaba, How pure you are, how sacred you are. But the blood and the life of a Muslim is more sacred to Allah than you are. So you'll find a person respecting the Kaaba and he's from the Khawarij or he's a Muslim with characteristics of the Khawarij. But when it comes to the blood, the money, and the honor of the Muslim, no, he doesn't have that. He'll look at the Kaaba for the first time and start crying. She'll start crying the first time he or she sees the Kaaba because it's from the Sha'ir of Al-Islam. And then after performing Umrah and going to the room or whatever or meeting with their friends or getting donuts or sitting down to eat with people, you'll find them sitting together saying, yeah, this person is an innovator. Yeah, this person is a Kafir. Yeah, this person... Nah. This is the way of the khawarij." Concerning the Khawarij, they have different names. One of the names of the Khawarij is the Nawasib, and another name is the Khururiya, Nisbatin al Balda. There was a place when Ali ibn Abi Talib was the Khalifa, the Khawarij, they made Khuruj and they went against him and they became renegades. And they, they waged war against the Amir al and against the Ummah. And this is why they're called the hururiyah Because they did this to Ali ibn Abi Talib at a place with that particular name. Right after the battle of the Sufine, this had happened. So they have multiple names. Concerning the Khawarij, there are about 20 different groups connected to the Khawarij. They're not just one group of people. There are about 20 different splinter groups. All of them come from the Khawarij. The worst out of all of those groups is what Imam Ibn Hajr called Al-Qa'idiyah in Fath al-Bari when he gave the explanation to those ahadith in Sahil Bukhari. So if you want to know about the Khawarij, just go to Sahil Bukhari and Kitab al-Tawheed the explanation of kitab al from sahih bukhari by number of the ulama of islam tells you in clear crystal detail the danger of the khawarij al-imam al-bukhari refuted them al-imam al-bukhari exposed them so it's in english and it's in arabic for those of you who can speak arabic and read arabic al-imam ibn Hajr, in explaining sahih al-bukhari in his book fath al-bari he said the words Khawarij are the Ka'idiyah from the word Qa'ada, Qur'ud, to sit down, like Al Qa'ida, Qa'ada, Qur'ud, to sit down, Al Qa'idiyah. They are the people who make tahij, they agitate the community, they agitate the youngsters, they make the youngsters angry and upset and get their blood boiling and they encourage them to make khuruj against the Muslim leaders but they themselves don't go out and we had a lot of imams and a lot of duat and a lot of sheikhs in the Arab world who this was their way they were talking in the last few years about there's jihad over in Syria there's jihad over in Iraq and they give these khutub where they're speaking very strong and they're shouting and they're giving these khutbas and it's kalam farikh because the muslims who don't have knowledge listening to that they get emotional and then they go over to those places to wage jihad and to wage war only to find that the place is fold up it is confusion and the sheikh who gave that khutba his son doesn't go It even happened that one of the sheikhs, his son went without telling his father and they went and got him and brought him back. So it's okay for the sons and the daughters of the regular Muslims, but the son and the daughter of the sheikh, he doesn't go. So the worst khawarij are the qa'idiyah, the people who just make kalam, make kalam. Now is not the time to get deep into the khawarij, but we had to say that. We had to make that Perfectly clear is you. The Khawarij of the past, they, although they had 20 different groups, there were a few things that they had in common. There were common denominators that they had in the past, like number one, at They used to free themselves from Uthman and Ali, the last two Khalifas. After Abu Bakr and Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. So all of them, they free themselves from Ali and from Uthman. Another thing is, they make takfir of the Muslims and excommunicate you if you make a major sin. They will excommunicate you. They all do that in the past and today. But the Khawarij today, like ISIS, like Al-Qaeda, like Boko Haram and other splinter groups that are in Asham and Syria and other places from the khawarij. These people today, they don't free themselves necessarily from Uthman and Ali anhuma, But in the past, that was the situation. The last thing is that the khawarij of the past, one of the com- common denominators of them, the people in the past and now, is they see the permissibility of al-khuruj, renegating. And going against the Muslim leader with the sword from what they see rightfully and wrongfully. That the leader is doing those things that are in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those are three things that the Khawarij, they come together upon. I said that they were one of the worst, most dangerous groups because as I mentioned, they'll kill you. Unlike the Murji'ah, unlike the Qadari'ah, unlike the Mu'tazila. It's not in the aqid and the Aden, and they don't get close to Allah by trying to kill and hurt Muslims. They have theoretic ideas that go against the religion. Sometimes it's even ilhad. Sometimes it's ilhad and kufr. But they're not in it to hurt Muslims. Whereas the khawarij, those people will spill your blood and they'll get closer to Allah and see it as being the religion in doing so. So beware, beware. Beware of the khawarij. The Prophet also told us that they're from the worst of the people in the number of authentic hadith. The Prophet, no doubt, he mentioned the qadriyyah, the issue of al-qadr, those people who believe the wrong way in the qadr. Prophet Muhammad foretold that these people were going to come. But there are not many hadith warning against them, talking about them, Whereas with the Khawarij, there are quite a few. A hadith that show us the level of their evil and their danger. The Prophet Sallallahu said that the Khawarij were the dogs of the hellfire. He said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, If I were to leave, he live, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I were to find these Khawarij, I would decimate them and fight them and kill them and destroy them. The way the people of Ad were destroyed. He says, the one who fights against them and he kills them, he'll get a reward. So we give dawah against the Khawarij. We explain and we warn the community, especially our youngsters, don't go over to these places that are considered to be hot spots. That is just confusion. You'll be better off staying here in the UK. Getting educated, getting a job, helping your community, helping the society. As for going over there and getting involved in this folder, it is confusion. Syria, what's going on in Syria, what's going on in Iraq? You have to think a thousand times before going off and throwing yourself in these situations. The Prophet wasallam, he said that the khawarij were the worst of the people under the canopy of the heavens أهل أهل the khawarij why are they the worst people under the canopy of the heavens the sky is because they kill the people of al-islam and they leave the people of al-awthan polytheists, and people who don't believe in Allah, people who worship other than Allah, they have idols, idolatrous, they leave them, now no doubt now, some innocent non-Muslims get killed, no doubt that happens, but for the most part, Since I've been a Muslim in 1986, if you were to count all of the people that were killed by the Khawarij in their operations globally, you will find that the people who suffer from their violence and extremism extremism are the Muslims. The Muslims, they are a scourge on the Muslim community. So they are an evil group of people. Prophet Muhammad said about them The khawarij will go in and out of the religion the same way an arrow goes in and out of the game. So the man who's hunting for a ram or a sheep, he takes his bow and arrow and he shoots it due to the velocity and the force of the arrow going through the air and being pushed it will go in and out of the animal. As a result of that, some of the scholars of Islam, they said that the khawarij were non-Muslims. There are great big scholars who said that. And some said, no, they're not non-Muslims, like Ali ibn Abi Talib. When Ali was asked about this ayat, this hadith, and he was dealing with the khawarij and the fitna of the khawarij, they go in and out of the religion the same way the arrow goes in and out of the game, as if they're non-Muslims. You can understand that point from the Hadith. They ask Ali, "Are the Khawarish non-Muslims?" Ali may Allah be pleased with him said that these people, the Khawarish, who are fighting against us and causing all of this drama, all these problems, they are our brothers. They're Muslims. They're our brothers. But they have exceeded the limits and they have oppressed us saying that the companions were kofar saying that Ali was a kafir saying that it was permissible for them to try to take Aisha as one of the people in the spoils of war they were saying a lot of crazy things so they were oppressive and they went over the limit and they went beyond board so with that being the case Ikhwani the issue of the Khawarij is a serious issue and it should be avoided. And this is why Imam Al-Humaydi is advising the community back then, the Sheikh of Imam Al-Bukhari, that we do not say and we do not believe and we do not put forward what the khawarij say, believe and what they put forward in terms of a Muslim who commits a big sin, a kabira from the Kabair, he goes outside of the religion. This is rejected by the Quran and it is rejected by the authentic Sunnah. But that's one of the problems with the Khawarij. The Prophet described them and he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that they are very young in their age. And as a result of that, they have crazy ideas, crazy understanding. Two of them haven't reached the age of 18 yet and they decide to board an airplane to go to Turkey and then from Turkey to go to Syria in order to raise the kalima la ilaha illallah and to establish the khilafa. When do you get that understanding? Asnan, the khawarij are very young and they understand in their development and they are also having ideas that are crazy. There is a hadith, it's not authentic. But the meaning is kind of authentic and it's one of those hadith that's very popular on the tongues in the arab world they say min being young is a bad branch it's a part of like it's like being crazy when a person is young he doesn't see things for their total absolute reality so when he comes to the mother and the father and he wants something the mother and father say no because they have enough experience to know this thing is going to hurt you. Don't marry that guy. No, I won't let you marry that girl. But the son or the daughter, they're practicing. They know some hadith here and there. They listen to talks on the internet here and there. She's wearing hijab. He's going to the masjid. And when the mother and the father say no, they say, you don't like the deen. You don't want the deen. I want the deen. You don't want the deen. And then they go and do the thing. ragam anuf his parents despite the nose of his mother and his father and his relatives that's the khawarij that is the khawarij so one of the characteristics of the khawarij is that they fall into making the mistake of excommunicating Muslims because Muslims made a sin that's considered from the kabair they use as a delil the statement of the prophet sallallahu la sariqu the hadith says, the one who steals, La the one who commits zina. He doesn't commit it while he is a believer. He's not a believer while he's committing that zina. The one who drinks Khamr. He's not a believer while he's drinking that khamar. And the, and the one who steals something is not a believer while he's stealing. So they said this hadith clearly shows you're outside of the religion. You're outside of the religion. Prophet Muhammad says, وسلم, May Allah curse the man that resembles the woman and the women that resemble the man. لا أن الله متشبهين من الرجال بالنساء. May Allah curse the men who resemble women and women who resemble men. So if the khawarij sees an individual who's drinking a glass of tea and he has feminine characteristics, they'll say, you're, you're a kafir because Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi prayed that Allah curses you. Prophet Muhammad said, I'm free. From every Muslim, min kulli Muslim, I'm free from every Muslim who twists up his beard. So if they see you with your beard twisted, without knowing, do you know the ruling? Do you know the hadith? Or you don't know the ruling? You don't know the hadith because you made this sin. Prophet Muhammad freed himself from you, and you're now Muslim. This is the way of the Khawarij. al Imam Al Humaidi, rahimahullah, Taala, is explaining to the community of al Islam. We don't say what they say. And we don't believe in what they believe and in how they believe. Allah mentioned in the Quran, many ayat and the Prophet as well, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a number of ahadith that clearly show and indicate that Muslims fall into major sins and indiscretions, but Allah Ta'ala has made him taht al-Mashi'ah. He is under the mashia of Allah. In Sha'a Ghafar wa in if Allah wills, Allah will forgive him. If Allah wills, Allah will punish him. Like the hadith of the man who kept advising his brother, fear Allah, fear Allah, fear Allah. Until finally he said, Wallahi, Allah will not forgive you, and Allah won't put you into the Jannah. And then Allah caused both of them to die. And then the one who was making the major mistakes that caused his brother to become upset with him and to become angry with him. And it caused him to say, well, Allah, Allah won't forgive you. Allah won't have mercy on you. Allah won't put you into the Jannah. That man was doing something big. He was doing something big and he died doing it without making any Torah. Allah raised both of them up. And the one who was the Murtakab of the kabayah, the one who did the major sin, Allah said, you go to my Jannah because of my rahmah because of my rahmah and then Allah said to the other one you go to the hellfire you spoke about Allah without knowledge are you in charge of Allah's treasures the jannah his rahmah do you know all about Allah who he'll forgive and who he won't forgive and inshallah jal will come back in the very last upcoming inshallah ta'ala talk that we're going to give in Usul al-Sunnah Next week to mention a few more adilla from the issue of the Khawarij that proved them wrong. And also the last point that Imam Al-Humaydi Al-Kibir mentioned in his tremendous treatise, the book Rasul Al-Sunnah. هذا وصلى الله وصلى على النبيين. والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته.